Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Masters, soon to be officially underway. Last chance for everybody out there. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson, and Rory McIlroy. You bet $5 on them to make the cut. You get back $100. That's a 20-to-1 value. $5, you get back 100 if they make the cut. It is, as you well know, Dub, probably the best opportunity out there from a gambling perspective for the Masters by far going on anywhere. Well, there's no doubt. Roy McElroy to win the tournament is about 20 to 1. Here you get him just to make the cut. So that seems like a whole lot of value to me. No doubt. Um, all right, so we are rolling uh, through the program, and I wanted to mention this. We talk a lot about audience and which sports are growing and which sports are declining. And I went and did uh, on uh, Wednesday afternoon, yesterday afternoon, I went and did Candace Owens' show. Uh, Candace Owens uh, is a very popular uh, political commentator, social commentator, and she was doing a sports-focused version of her show. It's part of the Daily Wire network. And I was one of her guests. And she was talking about how as a girl growing up, she loved watching Michael Jordan back in 1998 with the Chicago Bulls and how her entire family was watching and uh, and how uh, connective she felt to sports fans everywhere over the Jordan era Bulls. And that's part of the discussion that she and I had yesterday afternoon. And I thought it was interesting uh, because that's certainly a feeling that I believe most sports fans had and still have if you consider how many people watched 
the Michael Jordan 1990s era Chicago Bulls documentary that ESPN put on last May at the height of much of the pandemic when people were desperate to be able to watch something. The Last Dance came on. What was it, Dub? Like three straight Sundays, I think it was. Episode one and two, uh, three and four, five and six. I feel like it was three straight Sundays. If I'm getting that wrong in May, you guys can tweet me and let me know. But it was wildly popular. So popular, in fact, that almost more people watched a documentary about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls in the 1990s than watched the NBA Finals with LeBron James and the Lakers against the Heat in 2020. Think about that for a minute. People liked the Jordan-era Bulls so much more than they liked LeBron that they were more interested in watching a documentary on ESPN about a team that was 20-plus years ago they were playing than they were interested in actually watching LeBron James and the Lakers play against the Heat in real time on ABC. And a lot of people out there uh, tried to defend the NBA uh, and say, well, this was just a different season, the fact that only 7 million people on average were watching. And the numbers came out for Gonzaga Baylor. Just recently, the national championship game that was played late Monday night, Baylor obviously won the championship. And I was blown away by them, and I'm probably the only person who has pointed out the the, the storyline here. 17 million people, just about, watched Gonzaga against Baylor. That's two private schools. It's not like it was Duke and Kentucky. It's not like it was UNC against Kansas. Two private schools that most sports fans don't really have a strong rooting interest for. And the game wasn't remotely close. And yet, that many people actually watched the NCAA title game. 17 million. 10 million more people in this country watched a college basketball national title game than watched any of the six NBA Finals games. Think about that for a minute. People like basketball. They crave it. They love the sport. The NBA, instead of giving them a reason to love it, instead of embracing the Jordan era, they are actually turning basketball fans away with all of their woke politics and their lecturing. And those same fans are so desperate for basketball that they are watching the NCAA tournament, even a matchup between two schools that doesn't provoke a lot of strong reaction, more so than they're watching the NBA Finals. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. And I was thinking about this because I did Candace Owens' show, and we were talking about it on Wednesday afternoon. I went back and I looked it up after seeing the opening to her show. 37 million people watched Game 6 of the Chicago Bulls against the Jazz in 1998. That is the most people to ever watch any basketball game in the history of the United States of America. 37 million people. 7 million people watched LeBron James and the Lakers play against the Heat game six in 2020. Think about that for a minute now. From 37 million viewers 
to 7 million viewers. That's a decline of 30 million in viewership at the same time, guys and girls, that the United States population has increased by 50 million people. Think about that for a minute. There are now 50 million more people who live in the United States of America now in 2020, 2021 than lived in the United States of America in 1998. So the NBA is slicing and dicing their audience to such a significant factor that even with 50 million more people who could be consuming their product, they have actually ended up with 30 million fewer people actually watching. And college basketball has not seen that same collapse. Now, some people out there are going to say, well, there's a lot less people who watch television now. Anytime you say that some leagues are struggling, first guy who hops into Twitter says, well, a lot less people watch TV now. Well, the NBA Finals are available on ABC. It's free. But there aren't a lot less people watching the NFL now than were watching the NFL in 1998. In fact, the number of viewers of NFL games has gone up substantially since 1998. A lot of woke idiots on ESPN in particular, they try to argue, oh, the NBA is more popular than the NFL. It's a record scratch, dumbest argument of all time moment. The NBA was far closer to catching the NFL in 1998 than it is in 2020 or 2021. The NFL is dunking all balls in the face style on the NBA, hanging on the rim, and the same thing is happening with college basketball against the NBA. Why? Because Michael Jordan sold an era that everybody is included. I saw this and thought about it, and I probably need to do a full-on examination of this. But I saw the other day, Shaq bought a... Did you guys see this story? Shaq bought an engagement ring for a random dude that was buying an engagement ring for his fiance. He just happened to be in a jewelry store, and Shaq saw this guy buying a ring, and he's super rich, and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to do something nice. I'm going to buy this ring for this guy. And it got me thinking about the era of the 90s and the way those athletes carried themselves. Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird in the 80s, Magic Johnson. They were selling the idea as entertainers that they wanted you to come watch them play basketball, that basketball was a great sport and that everybody should love it. The calling card of that era of the NBA, for those of you who are old enough to remember it, was what? NBA action is fantastic. And they had, the, they had all the different celebrities doing advertisements about how much they loved going to NBA games. And all of the stars did their best to put on the best possible show in order for everybody to come there to be entertained. And now think about what happens in the NBA. You can spend a lot of money on a ticket when you can actually get in post-COVID and you can show up. Maybe you only get to go to one game. 
and the best player can be sitting out because he just doesn't want to play. Not because he's hurt, just because he's managing the load of the season. How many NBA guys understand that the reason they are making the salary they are now is because of all the incredible outreach that Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley and all of that era, Carl Malone, John Stockton, all that those guys did to build the league, they are burning all the equity that has been stacked up in the NBA, and you can see it in the eyeballs that are turning off the league. 17 million people watched Gonzaga Baylor. There are a lot of people out there who still love basketball. 7 million watched Lakers Heat. Why is that? Because the NBA has told a huge percentage of its fan base, we don't want you, which is the worst thing any business could ever do and I think the NBA is just starting to reap what they have sowed. The league has peaked. It is on a major downward trajectory. And they need to recalibrate their entire business model. And they need to do it fast while that business still exists. Up next, Jeff Schwartz. We'll be talking about the NFL, the thing that people actually watch. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Jeff, I know you get out on the golf course every now and then. Will you have interest in watching the Masters uh, starting here in a little bit? Yeah, I'll watch the Masters. I don't know if I'll bet on it. I mean, you know, I, I, maybe I'm just kind of like a, one of those you know, like old school people. Like, I, I just miss like when Tiger's not playing. I don't think I have an attachment to golf quite the same as when Tiger's not, you know, excuse me, when Tiger is playing. But I'll, I'll watch the golf. I don't know if I'll bet on it. I always... I'm not very good at, like, basically future bets. I mean, these are essentially what they are, right? You're just betting on something to win a tournament. I'm like, I'm terrible at those, man. I don't have ever won. I don't win them very often. So, I don't, I don't, I like more like my action to happen now. So, I might, I might bet some, some groups or something, but I'll, I'll watch them. It's the master. Like, why would you not watch it? Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. Speaking of Tiger, we're going to talk about this a little bit. We haven't talked about it much on the show. I'll talk about it in the next segment. You live in L.A. Uh, obviously, we had you on to talk about uh, – when we talked to you that week, we talked about the Tiger incident. Does the traffic accident, the, the fact that he was driving 85 basically in a 45 accelerating into an accident, does that seem strange to you? Does there seem – like the fact that it would take this long for all this info to come out? Well, originally they said that he was late to an appearance, and that's why yeah. he was in that area. So that makes more sense. If he's late to an appearance, he's just rushing to get there. And he's going very fast. Like, that makes sense. If it was just like a, a Sunday stroll and he was trying to go to breakfast, I think that was kind of weird. But if, you know, if we're late to an event, most of us are speeding to get there. So that, that's not, it's not that surprising. Um, but, you know, it's been taking a while to get, to, to get details. I'm just glad that he wasn't impaired and the story isn't bigger than that. So, I mean, I just, it's, it sucks, man. But, um, I don't know, we've all been speeding to get to an event. I mean, that's 40 miles an hour over. It's a lot more than maybe... I'd be comfortable with, but hey, I mean, he's late to an event. He's got to get there. We're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Follow him on Twitter. You are down in Dallas, but right now, but you have been working on a new, basically, it's like quarterback camp, except for offensive linemen. Tell me about it. Yeah, so it should be on next couple of weeks. It'll be on Fox Sports on the digital side. And um, yeah, I'm now back in Dallas. We actually filmed this a couple of weeks ago in Dallas as well, and we did one guy in Los Angeles. So you know, I just got the idea, like, offensive line play is very misunderstood, and I like talking about it and teaching it. And teaching it. So I got together with, you know, the people at Fox. I was like, hey, can we, can we do this idea? And it came together 
very fast. It's pretty awesome that um, they're able to, to make it work this quickly. And I'm pumped to be a part of this. Um, and we're going to make it great. You're going you're gonna to come away um, knowing a lot more about offensive linemen, offensive line play than I think you ever could have guessed. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun being part of it. We're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Um, all right, the Deshaun Watson story. Did you watch any of the uh, accusations being now made publicly by uh, by the women, two of them, I believe, who are, are accusing him of sexual assault? Did you watch any of that video? I did not watch it, but I kept up on what was happening. So, I mean, I, 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 kinda, I, I read the, you know, the transcripts. So, enough. as a player now, all right, so uh, Nike and Beats by Dre, like everybody now in the wake of this woman going public and telling her story are pulling their endorsements away from uh, Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans have issued a statement basically deploring the allegations against him. They haven't really taken a step yet. What do you expect that most Houston Texans players are thinking right now as you are in April? The draft is at the end of the month. I think it's fair to say that it's highly unlikely that Deshaun Watson is participating in any kind of team events for the next several months. What what do you think players are thinking? What would you be thinking if you were on the offensive line uh, associated with Deshaun Watson? Yeah. You know, I think there's going to be half the players think he's innocent. Um, half think he's probably guilty. Um, and really nothing's going to change that unless it goes to, you know, to the court. I think if you're a player on that team, you're worried that your quarterback won't be there this season, right? And again, you think he's innocent, you're pissed about it. If you think he's guilty, you're probably pissed about it too, right? That, that he ended up being a scumbag. Uh, the thing that I can't get over, and we talked about this I think, a couple weeks ago, is that now there's been 41 masseuses, right? They've said that 20 that I believe um, uh, are 21, right? Or whatever number there is. 22, I think, is the official. The numbers keep changing, but I think it's around 22 right okay. now. So over, over 40. So 22 that have accused him of a sexual uh, misconduct and then Another was it twenty that came forward and said that he was gentlemanly and right and, and, and nothing happened. That that's a lot of masseuses, all right. So yeah. I think we need to kind of get I think we need to get over the idea that he was using these women for their work. Like I, if you if you are a professional athlete, and even a guy like me who I'm not Deshaun Watson, I'm not a bazillionaire, I can't just you know I, I don't ha- I can't afford to have someone living with me full time. But I had one massage therapist in New York. I had one in Kansas City. I have one now. When you find the person that works best for you, you keep them for many reasons. One is that they get to know your body, right? So one week they work on your hamstring, and next week they feel that same exact hamstring and can see how I responded to the week of practice, to what they've done, and you find that person and you stay with them. So the idea that he had 40 masseuses, he wasn't – he wasn't using them for, for therapeutic reasons, right? He wasn't calling them up to say, hey, can you fix my hamstring? It was probably just trying to hook up with them, right? Like, I think that's fair to say sometimes. Now, I, I guess he did use some of them for massages, but just it's odd. That, the therapy part of this is odd because I cannot recall another athlete that has used so many massage therapists in four years. It, it's very odd from a therapeutic perspective. Um, and and look, you think a I'm, lot of athletes would hear those numbers and be like, something else was going on here, like well, even yeah. more so than your average person out there, I think hears, you know, 40, 50 masseuses, whatever it is. Uh, and they think it sounds strange. 
you think your average athlete would think based on what they know about what has to what they have to do to get their bodies ready that would sound even stranger to your average athlete than it might sound to your average person to us listening right now yeah and it just sounds like he was hitting up girls on on instagram like like other athletes do right or, or any other single person or whatever if you're married good luck yeah. doing that so also but, some athletes like, that might also be married yeah. hitting up girls on instagram yeah. but yeah so, so like so like it just that's what it sounds like he was doing now um and, and again he wasn't using these women for their therapeutic reasons because again if you find someone you like you tend to stick with them so um hey, look it's it's a very complicated situation right now as far as what the NFL does. I think I saw today that normally Roger Adele doesn't put um, any point on the on the commission exemplar for the season starts. There's really no point in doing that right now, especially because they're not even going in the building right now. But um, the NFL has been um, they've been quick to punish in the past. Yes. And I'm curious if they're going to do anything now. It's, it's very complicated, right? I mean, it's not been um, you know, it's not gone through the criminal justice system yet. Um, you know, you, again, you have 22 women saying he did something. You have 20 saying he didn't. Um, I don't know what the NFL is going to do about it. I, I don't – the NFL's in a tough spot. The, the, the Houston Texans are in an almost impossible spot because they've gone from the guy they thought was going to win them a Super Bowl – uh, you know, back when they signed him to a $160 million extension, it was, which was just passed it back in September, uh, to now having a trade demanded. And you're like, okay, we don't want to trade him, but I'm sure there was a lot of interest because he's a 25-year-old star quarterback to now wondering not only is uh, Deshaun Watson not going to be playing for you, but he might not be playing for anyone, and you're kind of left here with no really good options going forward. Yeah, and, and they're kind of in a bad state because they don't have any draft picks. Yeah, um, no first or second like, round draft like, pick right now. They're, they're in a bad spot. And, and I think that, you know, I had said for a while, I didn't think they were going to trade him this year. And I still think that that's, that's probably what's going to happen. They were not going to trade him. But now they're definitely not going to trade him, right? I mean, there's no one who's going to sign him. So there's no point even going down. I mean, no, so no one will trade for him right now. There's no point in going down that road. No one's going to trade for a player who – might be on the commissioner's exemplist. So um, it's, you know, it, again, from just a football perspective, it kind of puts, you know, the the Texans in a big bind here uh, about what to do at quarterback position. Again, this will this will work its, you know, this will work itself out in the legal in the legal system, and, and NFL will will do something about it at some point. Are you optimistic in any way that uh, the shift gears here? Speaking of another quarterback. Sam Darnold traded from the Jets to the Panthers. You live in Charlotte. Are you optimistic at all that Sam Darnold is a good fit for the Panthers? Do you think he can be their version of Ryan Tannehill? Can he redeem himself and prove he's still a top-caliber quarterback in the NFL? Well, it's a big coaching change for him in, in, in a positive way, right? Go from Adam Gates to, to Joe Brady, who you know was uh, – an architect of Joe Burrow's big season at LSU. And, you know, still something to prove, I think, in the NFL side with Matt Rule and, and Joe Brady. But we saw from the Panthers last year is, is they're going to play hard. Um, they're going to um, they're going to give it their all, and they're just really young. And so I think Darnold adds an, an element um, of kind of hope to that team. I think that he fits what they want to do offensively. We saw, you know, like I said, Joe Burrow – 
in, the, in that offense. So that kind of is what Sam Darnold is. It's more, you know, he's more that than than, than Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm excited to see it, to see him go. I think it should be a good. From he's there for two years at least, they picked up his fifth year option, and uh, we we have two years to find out if if he were to become good. We have to continue to change the way we think about quarterbacks and, and put a lot more of it on coaching because I think for a long time, you know, guys just failed and we just accepted they failed because they sucked. And I think we're getting to a point now where guys can fail and then, oh, they have better coaching and all of a sudden, not, not that they're great, but that they're just much better, right? They can play. We saw it with Ryan Tannehill um, and just a, a better coach can, can make you a better player at, at that position. And I, I mean, if, if Sam does this, then again, I think we have to kind of reevaluate how we look at, at evaluating quarterbacks uh, when they're not very good. We also may have to consider the, it used to be that quarterbacks got a long time to figure out if they were the guy or not, if they were a first round pick just in recent history shorts, we've had Josh Rosen kick to the curb after a year in Arizona. Dwayne Haskins yep. didn't finish a second season in uh, in uh, in Washington, and now Sam Darnold, even with all all of his injury issues, three years and he's gone. That's pretty crazy, right? For guys that have had this kind of money yeah. invested in them to be gone this fast. We're seeing a change in the NFL. I think it started with what you mentioned, Josh Rosen, uh, and really with what the Chiefs did with Pat Mahomes too. Is you know, you give a couple years, maybe three years, and you realize it's not your guy. And you move on, and for again, for a long time in the NFL, you were stubborn to move away from a guy you drafted. It was looked at as, as a sign of, of, of weakness, of failure, and it still is. I mean, you know, the Jets fail with Sam Darnold. There's no way about it. But now they get Zach Wilson, right? So they get to reboot themselves very quickly, and we're just seeing teams say, "Hey, man, we're gonna find our guy." You know, I, I think Clay, it's very easy to, to make the case that a team should draft a quarterback every year until they find one. Like it's that important of a position. Um, and so that's what people are doing now. They're like, Hey man, it's that important position. We need to go. We, we need to go find someone and let's go do it. We, if Donald's not our guy, all right, Josh Rose is not our guy. If Alex Smith is not our guy, let's go find our guy. We're talking to Jeff Schwartz. Uh, what, as we move forward, it now seems clear that number one overall in the wake of the trade of Sam Darnold, number one is going to be Trevor Lawrence to the Jags. Number two is going to be Zach Wilson to the Jets. If you were in the San Francisco 49er organization right now, and I know you haven't broken down film of quarterbacks like you do of offensive linemen, but Trey Lance, uh, you've got uh, Justin Fields and also Mac Jones. Who to you is going to be their pick? Who should be their pick? Well, we got Schefter and, and, and Daniel Jeremiah talking about Mac Jones being their pick. All I'll say about this is, is I just don't understand the reasoning. So people have said, well, Shanahan likes Matt Ryan types or Kirk Cousin types. And, you know, Kirk Cousins was, was his dad in Washington, and we've always had rumors he wanted to trade for Cousins and wanted to trade for Jimmy G and didn't obviously just trade for him. And you've had Matt Ryan in, in Atlanta – Okay, that's all great. But those are the guys that he was sort of had to work with, right? Yeah, they traded for Jimmy G because they, they weren't going to trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, right? Like, they're, they just weren't available. So now you look at the draft, and you have Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. To me, drafting the guy with, like, the least amount of upside, which is Mac Jones out of those three guys, doesn't feel like 
what you would do if you trade up and, and trade away multiple first-round draft picks. And I get the idea. And I, I'm fully on board of trading your, you know, trading draft picks for the guy that you love at that position. I just can't believe it's Matt Jones. Like, I just, I, I just, I, I, you know, it's a quarterback-friendly system. So people will say, well, Matt Jones will succeed. Well, then show to Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Like, if it's quarterback-friendly, then anyone should succeed. So wouldn't you take the guy with the higher upside? Wouldn't you take the guy with, 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 the, with the more mobility, with, you know, the, the guy who can, who can get your plays with his legs, which is now the, how the NFL is moving towards? I just, I can't buy that Matt Jones is the option here. Um, all right, and then my last question for you, and we'll give you an opportunity to amend it going forward. Who is the most sure thing in your mind in the draft? A guy that you're like, hey, for the next you know five years of his contract, you can plug and play him. He's going to be outstanding. He's going to be a stud at the next level. Who is uh, quarterbacks? We don't know, right? I mean, it's a it's a it's a total yeah. uh, total crapshoot as to who's going to be great and who's going to be bad. Who are the one or two guys to you that you're like, this dude cannot miss in the NFL draft? Well, it has to be Kyle Pitts, right? I mean, you know, the I agree with you on Pitts. And, and, I think he's going to be a beast. The, the tight end is such an important position. There's not one offense in the NFL that's elite that's not special at that position. And I'll go with Panay Sewell, the tackle from Oregon. Obviously, I'm a little biased there, but um, he is he will start his first NFL game at 20 years old. That's incredible. The amount of upside in that body and only 20 men, he's got a kid's body still. Like he, he, it's unbelievable how much room for growth he has. And he'll be, he'll be the, the first tackle taken. So um, I, I think those two guys are canvas, but Pitts, man, he's such a, he's such a matchup nightmare. There's nothing, you can't, you, you can't guard him. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I think Pitts is, I, I believe, and I said this on the show, I think already, but I think, uh, one, two, three are going to be quarterbacks. We know two of those three. We'll wait and see what the 49ers are going to do. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the fourth pick if the Falcons draft at four. I don't think they're going to yeah. take Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Mac Jones, whichever, you know, two of those three guys will still be available. I think it's possible somebody will want to trade up because they love whoever one of the quarterbacks still is on the board. And maybe the Falcons trade down at that point. They get good value. But I believe if they draft at four, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, for those of you out there who may not be as big a college football fans as uh, Jeff Schwartz and I are. I agree. And then they would roll with Matt Ryan, which if you think about Julio Jones, you think about Calvin Ridley, and then yep. you pair him with Kyle, Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's a pretty explosive offensive trio for, uh, for Matt Ryan to be able to work with. It's, it's, and I think Matt Ryan is still young enough where you don't have to get a quarterback now. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, and I think that's what the, the decision that will be made uh, going forward uh, by uh, Arthur Smith if he drafts it for Jeff Schwartz. Appreciate the time, my man. Knock it out going forward. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Take care, bud. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Redestine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their redestein test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we're about to have the uh, Masters officially underway, and I don't know that there's any golfer 
ever, certainly not since 1997 when he had his win for the ages and won his first green jacket that is more connected to Augusta National than Tiger Woods. And Tiger obviously is not going to be there teeing off today or playing into the weekend, uh, even though he had his iconic win a couple of years ago because of the accident that he got into in L.A. And we finally have some of the details that have come out about Tiger Woods, and I thought we should mention them given the fact that the uh, that the Masters is about to get underway. Uh, and I don't necessarily think it's a coincidence that this story comes out right as the Masters is preparing. Um, several different details, and I'm reading, the L.A. County Sheriff has said that excessive speed was the reason for Tiger Woods's uh, accident. And this is pretty crazy. Woods's SUV was traveling between 84 and 87 miles per hour on a downhill stretch of road that had a speed limit of 45 miles per hour and was going 75 miles per hour when it hit a tree, Sheriff Alex Villanueva said. Uh, They're not sending or giving him any traffic citations, uh, but they say there was no evidence of impairment or of distracted driving so they didn't have probable cause to get warrants. They searched the SUV's data recorder, known as the black box, which is how they got this information. Uh, and uh, the, the investigator said that Woods's crash was based solely on excessive speed and loss of control. Um, and said, and this is uh, strange, there was no evidence the golfer braked in throughout the entirety of the wreck. And it's believed, they say, that he inadvertently hit the accelerator instead of the brake pedal when he drove into the tree. Um, you know, th- again, Tiger Woods, an excellent athlete. This was early in the morning. He was driving a 2021 uh, Genesis SUV. The tournament had given him at Riviera Country Club. Uh, the Genesis Invitational had given him a car. And uh, it, the whole story is is really strange um and i i don't know whether tiger woods got any preferential treatment from la police i'm not an expert on traffic investigations and the la police department says the sheriff's office everybody says that there was not preferential treatment given to him but this definitely feels very strange very odd uh i believe the way this entire story came out even with them releasing this information right in advance of the masters when there probably would have been a lot of questions about tiger woods they put this story out it gets attention and then once people tee off in what a few minutes here all of the discussion in golf moves on from tiger woods's injury to uh, the tournament itself. Does this feel weird to you, Dub, coming out uh, 40 miles an hour over the speed limit? And then we're not talking about somebody driving on the interstate. We're talking about Tiger Woods on a uh, on, on a roadway going between 84 and 87 miles an hour, nearly double what the speed limit was, the acceleration into the accident, the suggestion that Woods hit the accelerator instead of the brake, for a super athlete that seems strange let me just say this it seems strange that a regular person would hit the accelerator intending to hit the brake it feels even stranger that one of the best athletes 
of our generation, a guy with impeccable body control when it comes to complex golf shots, would hit the accelerator instead of the brake pad. It does seem strange. And you want to talk about a sport that requires some muscle memory. Golf is maybe the number one on that list. And driving, essentially, especially when you get in a chaotic situation like that. You're your, not thinking. It's, it's Your it's instincts muscle memory. take over. Yeah. Your muscle memory takes over. So that aspect of the story definitely seems a little strange to me. And then also just the factoid of 74 miles an hour at impact for the tree. I mean, it obviously it looked bad on TV, but none of us really knew how fast he was going. Just to see that kind of printed out on the paper, 74 miles per hour at impact the tree. It really is kind of a miracle that he's still alive. Yeah, and obviously his injuries are very severe, and we wish him the best. But this story comes out, and obviously many people are reacting and giving uh, a take and impression on it. And I think as we get ready for Augusta to really kind of take over the American sporting calendar here on the rest of today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tiger Woods is inextricably intertwined with the history of Augusta National. And many of you are going to think about him uh, when you watch this golf tournament and for those details to come out on the Wednesday before the tournament itself, it all just feels very strange. And even the discussion from the moment that Tiger Woods had his accident, the fact that they immediately said, hey, this was uh, there's nothing to this. They didn't really ever conduct, it doesn't appear, a significant uh, investigation in general. And so all of that just kind of adding up together, it feels strange, right? I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that anything is wrong here but it's one thing if Tiger Woods was going 45 miles an hour and his phone rang and he looked down and he drove off the road that's easy for a lot of people or he was sending a text message but to be driving 85 in a 45 effectively 40 miles over the speed limit is a pretty aggressive thing to be doing in general and again it's not an interstate it's not like you could see perfectly and then to be accelerating into a car, I mean, into a, a tree, not hitting the brake, not reacting in that way, it just all feels very, very strange. But we wish Tiger Woods the best, wanted to make sure uh, we talked about that as we've obviously been talking a lot about golf, getting ready for the Masters to tee off all throughout the course of this show and a decent amount throughout the week. All that still to come. I appreciate all of you. When we come back, top of hour three, Masters underway. We'll talk about that. We'll talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson and uh, and the uh, continued pressure that he appears to be under of a growing nature. All of that headed in your direction. Appreciate you hanging out with us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.